And we are back. We are halfway through our top 10 games, and we are number five. Yeah, Colton, number five. Let's do it. Keep this train rolling. Give it to us. All right, top five. It's a lot of pressure. I don't know how how good I'm going to do. It better be good. It better be a good game. (laughs) Well... Uh, so I'll start off by saying uh, Isaiah, our our genres of games, uh, they overlap. I think they overlap quite a bit, but there are areas that that we just differ from. And this is a type of game that you would normally gravitate to. But your excitement and your joy that you got from this game, it just it convinced me to try it. And it is Sea of Stars. It was I was surprised at how much I liked the game. I was surprised yeah. with the stuff they did in the story i thought that was something that i you know like i probably would have joked around like oh what if they like you know what if they kill this character off and then bam that you know they it's like something i normally would joke about and they do it and i'm like whoa that was surprising i didn't think they would do that you know and then the game gets you know the game starts to turn into something i didn't think it would turn into you know like uh the the environment the story it gets it gets pretty crazy and i i kind of enjoyed the whole ride. Uh, I know, Isaiah, you said that it's one of the most uh, fulfilling platinum trophies you've ever gotten. Like, apparently, it just it adds something to the story that that I just have to experience. I didn't uh, really have time to do that because I did put like thirty five yeah. hours into it to finish, and I saw your hour count. And I don't know how much of this is, you know, you just like, you know, bull crapping around, but. You know, I think you had like 65 or 70 hours into it. And I didn't know if I wanted to put in that much because you have to replay the whole game again. And I didn't know if I want to do that. I, I I know I told you that maybe sometime this year, if there's like a, a lull in the year of, of video games, maybe I'll, I'll try to platinum it again because the, the way you talked about the game was really high and I trusted you and it paid off. So the way you talk about this platinum trophy makes me want to try to get it. Uh, I don't know when I'll be able to do that, though, but it was a very fun game. Can I interrupt, cool. I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, I finished it. I, I know we talked about it before. Oh, you did? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say that I finished it, and then I looked at the path to the platinum, and I was like, yikes. And then I just looked it up on YouTube with the <laughs> secret. No! <laughs> and I was like, no! And, and, and here's what I'll say. I'm so glad that I looked it up, because I'm like, it's such a waste of time. I Oh, interesting. No. I, I, I counter. Wow. Shade being thrown on our top five. I like it. I, I'm telling you right now. No, no, I, the ending was great, but yes. it wasn't like worth that much time to spend to get there. It does seem like it's going to take a long time. to. Just I to will say, yes, it, it took me a bit more time because like I was doing it midway through my journey. Like I was just like, I already had like the mental idea of like, oh, I want to platinum this game already. Like I know I want to, so I'm just starting now. But like, I promise you where Colin is right now, he can like start platting it before even doing the replay of like the playthrough. That's like the last trouble you have to do. Every other trophy you can do right now in that same save file. And and before I go off on you, Josh, and let you wait, talk, wait, 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 well, 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 you will get, you will get. I'm guessing Isaiah, you will get your chance to talk about this. No, no I just want to like give praise to Colton's review and stuff. All right, cool, cool. Good job, Colton. You good, job, good job, Colton. All I'll say is I played a little, I played a little bit of it. It was very pretty. I, I could see, I, I get it. I played the Messenger the last game, and yeah. they did a bunch of crazy stuff. Where you're like, wait, I'm doing what? This 
the story did what? So I, I could see yeah. how in an RPG with a lot of time that developer could throw you curveballs because, yeah, a lot of curveballs. All right, like cool. One, there's one curveball. Well, you know, <laughs> even even one good curveball kind of yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay, yeah, on. yeah. All right, uh, Josh, number five. Oh, shoot. And then, Isaiah, I want you to trash it. No. Number five. <laughs> Go ahead. It's fine. I'm, Troy, Troy is going to be with you. So, my number five is Armored Core 6 Fires oh, of Rubicon. You're oh, right. Troy, what was that? Yeah. I have so many positive things. Here I go. <laughs> go for it. This game is not a Souls game. People were stupid and wanted this to be a Souls game. Luckily, it's not. They make plenty of those outside of the Armored Core series. This game is just a straight-up, like, level-based, like, mission-based. You, you drop in, you, you kill stuff, you get graded on it. It's an action game. Like, it's closer to, like, a Devil May Cry than it is to, like, Dark Souls. Um, mm-hmm. And it's mechs, and that's cool, though I've never liked them before this game. Um <laughs> But now, but now they're really freaking cool. watch Evangelion, Josh. Jesus. No, <laughs> alone. The, the story is subtle yet enjoyable. <laughs> There's very few characters that you're gonna care about, um, but the ones that you do latch onto are really interesting. It's just the From Software doesn't like to tell you anything about any of their characters. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. They, <laughs> They still, no matter, no matter what genre they dip their toes into or whatever they game they make, they're just like, yeah, I'm write like three lines of dialogue for this character. Right. But they're going to be really good lines of dialogue. And uh, yeah, as far as negatives go, uh, the, it, it's annoying that to get the full story, you do have to play through it more than once. But if you're really enjoying it, you'll probably get there rather quickly because it doesn't take that long to, to do a full playthrough. So I guess it's closer to like, uh, near automata in that regard mm. yeah. um yeah it's really fun i know troy you tried it this is but... not gonna okay so i will say i will pitch in here because i don't think it's gonna be on anyone else's list not mine no. uh, but what i will say is in the 10 hours i played it is like the environments like i don't think i've seen a game do scale in the same yeah. way like the like it is just like each level it is just massive looking like the set pieces that like armored titan you take out kind of earlier in the game is maybe the largest enemy I've ever faced in any game I've ever played. Like, oh okay, like the like, one where you like knock it down a leg. Yeah, like where yeah. And it's fully climbable, like interactable. Yeah, yeah. It's not scripted or anything. It's crazy. Wait, and like I said, everything in Armored Core, uh, uh fires a Rubicon is like a GIF machine. Like the game. From like a trailer standpoint, like you just clip five seconds at any point and it just looks like the sickest mech like thing you've ever seen. Um, the you know, it the gameplay itself and the loop and all the like the pieces and the armor didn't like that part didn't gel with me because I just don't like to tinker in that way. And I think that's the thing that mainly started throwing me yeah. off. It's just like I, I couldn't tell. It's like I, I feel like I didn't do this because my build's bad or something. And I don't want to take the time to experiment. And that's on me. Yeah. But yeah, the true. game itself, dude, like what a stunning freaking game. Stunning. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's 
it's its own special type of thing. It's, you know, it's from software still doing their environmental design, like, you know, that Ur tree from Elden Ring. Like, that's the type of mm-hmm. stuff we're talking about. Like, it's, like you said, it's not an open world. You just go, but in this level, like, it's just like a sprawling freaking, like, mech city that you're flying up to. So the scale of that game is on another level. So I had to ask. It's good. What's up? Troy, we had a conversation about a year ago, uh, and the topic was like, will there ever be a game like Shadow of the Colossus? And the answer was, there have been attempts, but there would never been like a really well done Shadow of the Colossus feel. Did that tower no, like, no, like, no. break? Nope. No, it's a different thing. It, it different I think things? it's a different thing because it's not like you get a lot of those moments, those same moments in the game, as far as I know. Well, it's but, a totally like the genre is just so different. Like, yeah, it's just so different. I, I think. T- Shadow of the Colossus is its own weird. Shadow of the Colossus is almost a puzzle game, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it kind of is at the end of the day. It's, it's and, closer to like Prince of Persia. It's like Prince of Persia if it was open world and the only thing you climbed on was creatures. Yeah, yeah. But so it's it's a different thing. But I'm just saying, like as far as game and its scale, like cool. it's 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 and it's a different scale than say like FF16, which also has some crazy moments. Yeah. It's not as flashy, but it's impressive and yeah. really pretty so i will give it its props where it's due um all right uh good one josh uh number five for me is super mario wonder <gasps> higher than me higher than yours yes um it. it's one of the things Boring. i think It'll may have got bumped up by one <laughs> but um super mario thing. wonder is kind of a, what the mario team has been doing for a little bit and it's like it's where hey we have a whiteboard full of ideas like let's let's like at least get a hundred of them the the best ones and try to fit them all into this one game and it really does do that like the most impressive thing about super mario wonder is the wonder flowers and how little there uh it repeats itself and how often you're just going from level to level. It's it's almost overwhelming, you know, where you're like, man, I don't even remember the crazy thing that happened five levels ago because there's this other crazy thing that's happening now. I mean, there are totally standout ones where you do it and you're like, holy crap, like, like I'm not playing a 2D platformer all of a sudden. Like, yeah. There are crazy ones like that where you will remember. But I mean, and just like moment to moment, it's really quality. All the uh, animation work, they did into it made mario be a little less um like cut and dry like the new super mario brother movies or <laughs> movies the new super mario brother uh games they all kind of just had a very like stiff style like it's mario and it looks and sounds like mario but it's not much past that you know and this they they give it so much style and all the all the even the enemies, you know, before they're stomped, you see them like screaming, <laughs> you know, like just weird stuff like that. And there's just so much good animation work. I think there's some cool mm-hmm. like environmental puzzle stuff. Uh, Overworld has its own little secrets and quirks and it doesn't overdo it, you know. So when something does happen, it's like, wow, there was something there was a weird thumping noise. And I went to a waterfall and there was like a party down here. That's weird, you know. Um for is that true? I don't think I did that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You'll hear Maybe like a beat remember it. by a waterfall you go under and there's like ninjas having a party. But um nice. Yeah, exactly. So just really awesome game. Um, I think it, um I it's probably the most integrated and smoothest I've seen an online mode in a Nintendo game. 
it it kind of just works and it, it tracks it real well. And I didn't play, I played most of it offline, but there were certain puzzle uh, levels where you needed to play something online. And one of the last few levels, I was like, I know I could beat this, like that challenge world. Uh, but I was like, you know what? But is Sam sitting right here? Let's just hand her a controller and let's like do this level together. And that was a lot of fun, just kind of yeah. dying and seeing other people playing with us and just seeing them die and us trying to keep each other alive. Like it kind of reminded me of Rayman Origins in that moment. Um, and so, yeah, and it, it just reminded me, like, you know, it's been a very long time since I played a 2D Nintendo platformer and was like, that was like really quality you know i used to be like you want a, a a really quality like 2d platformer you either play donkey kong tropical freeze or you play the rain man games you know mm -hmm. uh yeah. first for the big triple a studios but yeah and they nailed it it's great it's a lot of fun i mean it's not going to blow your mind or be like your favorite game you've ever played but it's just every moment of it is really engaging and fun open world is the 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 overworld is is really clever and it it's just a really good time. Play Super Mario Wonder. Play Super Mario Brothers Wonder. That's what I say. That's what I say. Okay. All right. Good job. Isaiah, what is your number five? Um I'm surprised. I absolutely love Spider-Man 2. I absolutely loved that game. I thought everything it did was just like perfect in the and in as a sequel it should be from the first game. And it's weird. Like people like draw comparisons between the two, but like and they're pretty similar in their own right. But, like, for it being such an easy platinum, but, like, them kind of, like, giving you more options to work with, like, traversal with, like, the wings and, like, the wind tunnels or, like, with, like, the special moves with, like, L1 and, like, or is it R1? R1 and the X circle, square, and triangle. You can switch them out, like, as the story progresses. You'd be like, oh, I want to do this one. But I like this one. So, I'll, like, I'll, I'll do that instead. And, like, basically, like, it'd be like Kingdom Hearts 2, how you, like, customize your combos. Where you can also customize like your way of play style for this game. Um, the combos with like the side characters throughout the story that surprise you in a good way. Or even on the streets, like after doing a side quest with the character that you haven't seen since the first game or the DLC, they come back and like, oh, cool, I get to play with them in the side quest. And then you see them when doing like a crime fighting, like like just in the open world and like, oh my God, you're here. Like, that's so cool. And you have a little interaction afterwards. And of course, like the performances, like they're great. But what really stuck out was like Craven has like storyline, but and like Peter's like downfall spiral. And I, I always go back to this one scene that made me solidify this game as like top 10, which is the Mary Jane boss fight. I don't I won't tell what it is, but like there's a boss fight with her and I was already pretty beefed up. I did all the side quests like I could do before then. I did that with every single like story beat. Like I just caught up in all side quests and I was always like strong. So the way the fight was paced and like the dialogue Every time they finished that dialogue, I would already be on the onto the next phase of that boss fight. And it was so fun. Like, I feel like this combat is like been, I think, in a sense, perfected where I'm having so much fun and I'm not getting old of it. The gadgets are like streamlined too, to being like simply four of them at a time. And and you're able to like basically combo with that a bit better than like the entire scroll wheel of the first game. So you're able to like have like great combat encounters, but the boss fights complement like you enjoying the game 
and like they give you more health bars to fight through. So you're like, oh yeah, like give me more to dish out. Like it's it's fun. It's just fun. And I think that's like the best way to like promote Sony's like finally like a really like good first first party exclusive, you know, excluding obviously God of War Ragnarok. Like it's it's a great PS5 title and you should play it. I think if you're a PS5, if you have one and you like the first game, you're going to love this game. It's just more of that. Um, oh. Hey, Isaiah, you mind if I drop some negativity? Go ahead. You 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 have every right to. Uh, it, no, I just thought it was funny. You brought up the one thing in the game that cemented me thinking that this was the worst Spider-Man game. Go on. Uh, the specific boss fight you brought up, I absolutely hated. I, I also hated that boss fight. To be it, fair. I think it was one of the favorite. few ones. One of the few ones I died on. It was cringy. Uh, number one, like the whole concept and execution was just maybe like potentially comic book accurate, but I didn't really care because I'm just trying to live in this like video game world, and it was. It was ridiculous on a level that I wasn't ready for. and You didn't like symbiote therapy? Dude, <laughs> I, I was sitting next to my, my son TM. playing this, and he was so sad whenever I turned to him and I said, I don't think I like this game anymore. Why would you and do he was that like, to your oh, son? Because <laughs> he loves Spider-Man. I know, I like, <laughs> exactly. Why and I, and I hate him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry, Isaiah. I just like I'm I'm not gonna get another chance, I guess, to talk about this uh, specifically That's that fair. fight. And yeah, it, that it blew my mind. I was like, no, please stop. That's I funny. don't know. I, I had so much fun with that fight. I think that was a highlight. I was like, dude, I'm having so much fun. Like I was going off on I'm, that I'm boss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That was good. All right, cool. Cool. We'll talk more about Spider-Man. Um <laughs> Colton, uh, number four. So my number four and my number three could technically be switched. I, I really, I couldn't get it to a place where like I was actually happy where one was in one place and like I, I felt like it belonged there. They really are kind of swappable for me, but I'm, I'm gonna put this one at number four just because I've played uh, far less of it. Uh, then my number three spot, number three, I have finished, and number four, I've only gotten, I think, 15 hours. No, I've gotten, like, I think it's 20 hours now. But this is the most recent game I've played, and this is why I really wanted an extra couple weeks to, to get going, and it's Baldur's Gate 3. And I, I am having so much fun with Baldur's Gate 3. I didn't expect that. <laughs> cool. Dude, I've... Dude, I don't. I mean, he's not I, alone. Dude, there's something. There's something about it that I'm just. I'm really enjoying. I'm like taking my time. I haven't even got past the first. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? Chapter or. That's why you're still enjoying it. Well, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I won't be enjoying it after. But the first like chapter of the story, that whole area, dude, I'm having so much fun with it. Like, yeah. and uh, Dalton started it the same time I did. And it's been really fun to like go through and be like, okay, like how do you know your four companions and what order did you find them in and what were they doing? And, you know, yeah. because we made like one little decision in the, in the beginning, all of a sudden, like we're finding characters that like, you know, one of us has had since the beginning and the other one, you know, Dalton was like, Will, who the heck is Will? I have no idea who you're talking about. You know, it's stuff like that. It's just really fun. I think, uh, and I actually really enjoy the combat. 
I I really enjoy that it gives me the time to to try to you know I can be like okay if I if I shoot this orb of of energy over here with this wizard guy I could possibly turn the ground to ice and then I can try to push someone on the ice you know yeah you know, all that all that crap I I actually really like that uh, Josh you may be right that other games have done it better I haven't played uh, as many as you I'm sure. Well, but no. I'm to be more specific life. about about that part, like I agree with you. Like, like the different things you can do in combat are are interesting and can be cool. Uh, the problem does arrive later with almost everything in the game. The problems, because if you remember me talking about it before, I was like pretty high on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once you get into like later of Act Two and then into Act Three, the there's a lot of balancing issues with combat specifically, where the things that were working before uh, either don't work as well or work too well. And you're just like steamrolling enemies where before you were, it was kind of interesting and challenging. It just, some of that kind of is gets undone. And then you'll have encounters that are like way too difficult that no matter what you do, you're just getting destroyed in. And they're like three levels lower than you. So that, that's it, like, mm. Okay. Sounds like it's fixable though, and that I, I I've I've heard that the devs know Act Three needs a lot of tuning. I, yeah, they they've heard it, but it's like it's pretty far past release now, and like I don't know, man. I I, I got it updated, and I'm still hitting those same. Mm. I, I will it, say it, it is it's it is a little choppy on console for sure. I know oh, yeah. I've, I've also heard it's choppy on PC, so who knows how long it'll take for. No, Act Has Three, it'll get like console. real bad, like with the choppiness. It's it's yeah. It's they just the put an update two. out that fixed it a little bit on the console, the Act Three, but it's not perfect. But yeah, Colton, I, I you know you said your thing about Starfield. Does Baldur's Three Gate Three giving you a little bit of that like Fallout vibe? The way you play Baldur's Gate Three is the same way. Maybe is it the same way you'd play like a Fallout game? Uh, I guess so. I haven't really thought of it like that, but I, I, I guess it would be because I. The way I played uh, Fallout games, uh, you know, the first time I played every Fallout game is I really took my time in like all the areas. You know, I'd I'd make sure every NPC I'm talking to, I'm making sure that oh, do we have like, can we create a history together? Are you going to give me like some quests later down the line? I'm going to walk in every building in this place. I'm going to go through every, you know, I'm going to look for every little nook and cranny in this mountain in this starting area to see if there's something I miss. Uh, and just really take my time with it. And to be fair, though, I think I there were some areas of that first uh, of Act One that I just got my butt kicked. I had to like reload because I was, I you know, I got one shot. Each one of my characters like died from one shot. So there were areas for sure that I I, I kind of felt like I had to take my time a little bit to level my my uh you know my company up. But uh, other than that, I feel like I. I felt like there were enough like low level things going on in the world that I was able to level up naturally and then to finish off the the last like two really big fights going on and I got in you know and then there there's the fun D&D aspect of it where I got to like plan out my my last big fight you know I was like all right I'm going to these you know goblins still think I'm on their side I'm going to I have to take out their three leaders I'm going to, you know, work my way in and be like, hey, you know, I'm cool. You know, what's up? And then, like, all of a sudden, I have two of my guys up in the rafters. And, you know, I start combat by one of the guys throwing a trap that, like, traps all five of them that where they can't move. And the other guy in the rafter throws down, like, a bomb on the leader. And then I'm standing behind the leader. Then I get to, like, a sneak attack. 
you know, that kind of crap I love. If I can like plan out, you know, like a like a trap like that, I I freaking love that crap. So sounds like the way you're playing it. It, it seems like you're playing it the way like where you're going to get the most enjoyment out of it, you know, which is I why so. I kind of stayed away from it because I, I would not be playing it that way. And I think I would just end up getting frustrated, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I was expecting that on your list, Colton. That's cool. Um, All right, Josh, number four. Ooh, this is a good one. My top five are like, they were so solid from a long time ago. Um, This nice. one was the last one I played of the four or five. I can't count. I just said five. Um, Is Lies of P. Mm. I want to try that. I you still haven't finished Bloodborne, dude. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? Uh, wait play for that a remaster. One. Play that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah wait for else. a remaster. Yeah, of course. Live <laughs> uh, P is very good. Um, man, I don't know. It's weird. Whenever I saw this game, I was like, there's no way that's going to be even close to what From Software does. And it is in a lot of ways. I think it's annoyingly close sometimes. I think maybe you, a lot of people feel that they kind of just copy. They, they're trying to copy not just the combat, but the the vibe you get from a from software game, like the environment and the kind of um, amb- ambiguity in the characters yeah, that, I, I, and I like the story. I've heard that like people are like, wow, they even like the vagueness from like the dialogue from like the characters. Yeah. And stuff, like they copied that straight out of the games too. And, Even like comparing it to say the Team Ninja's attempts at Souls likes, Lies of P is like the down to like the enemy placement. You feel like oh, I've seen this kind of thing in in from software's games. Like they they studied those games. They're clearly fans. I mean, I don't think they're trying to hide that fact. Um, And some people just don't like that, and I and I get that. I was surprised that. I didn't just kind of shrug it off and like, oh, well, I don't want to play a copycat. I was, I, I got into it and I was like, oh no, they're actually doing some things that are uh, adding on to it as well, which uh, I, I, you can like break weapons, which is really cool. Um, so it's, it's like, so it's kind of like a stagger system where you like get a bar up so high and then you can like shatter a weapon and that that obviously makes them pretty much defenseless. Um, That's kind of cool. I played with uh, weapons that were like elemental. I, I kind of centered my build around that. So I was dealing a lot of fire, electric, um, poison damage, things like that. It, they're so like they they nailed the Bloodborne feel of like, oh, all of these weapons I could choose from are super cool. So you, you don't feel like in Dark Souls where you like have a hundred different short swords and you're like, well... They're all kind of the same thing, but this one has the best stats, so I'm gonna go with that one. This one was like, oh, which which one feels right for me? So I think they just they they nailed it. They went for for Bloodborne's throat, and I think I think they got close, and I think that's as bad as as good as you could hope for if you're uh, a developer. Yeah, so, yeah no, a lot of people, people, lot of so people it, tried. You finished it, right? You said all yeah. games, but one you finished. Was I I I've heard about like the ending of the game, like. People were like, "Whoa, the end of that game! Like, you have to get to the end of it. It's, it's 
well blows your mind or something number one the boss at the end is pretty challenging um and and is, is a very good boss and then the kind of like post credit scene they kind of throw in there they just i don't think it's that big of a secret anymore so uh, do you want you guys to just say what happened uh listeners just skip the next 20 seconds <laughs> and three two one go josh I don't even think it's going to happen. They're just hinting that they're going to do uh, a Wizard of Oz. Uh, they've got the ruby slippers. She's like standing there, but you only see her really? feet. And... Yeah, oh, and I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I, there's that's no way they're going to do that. That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Me neither. I, thought, I honestly thought it was going to be like, yeah, you know, and then like, because I've heard people joke about it, but they were like jokingly joking about it. Like I could tell if they were like, really? I thought it was like, yeah, it's the not final boss fight. The final boss fight is like uh, you fight with uh, like Walt Disney or something <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Well, yeah. I mean, Josh, that's public domain. Like they can do whatever. Yeah, they, they could want do it. it. I, the reason why I don't think they will, will is because I, it felt like they were just trying to get a reaction. I, it, I, That'd be a weird choice, but hmm. I don't know. It just feels weird that I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're already working on it and that would be great because you could they should probably do, that. do, that do a lot fun. of stuff with that. Yeah, so. Okay, that's I cool. mean, I'm looking forward to it then. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an interesting take. That's cool. All right, cool. Uh, Lions P, Josh number four. All right, yeah. so mine number four down, getting down in there. Uh, Isaiah, very funny because you were one away from copying. <laughs> if I would have just switched these two, we would have had the same. But my number four is uh, Spider-Man 2. That's awesome. And um, Spider-Man 2, I really enjoyed it. it this is going to almost sound bad, but it's a game where there's almost zero to no friction. Yeah. And that can be a bad thing in a game to where it's like, oh, I'm I'm bored. Like nothing's like challenging me, nothing. But in this game, everything moves so fast and it's just so hectic in its pacing. And even mm -hmm. all the side missions, like you can just, the way you can fast travel, the way you swing around, the way the Instant. wingsuit, the way the wingsuit works is you're just like, there's almost zero to no downtime, you know, which is great. You know, it's what I want uh, in a game like that, where I just want to hit the next point, hit the next point, hit the next point. And that's a lot how I played. So it was almost like a mad rush of like story, characters, villains, like cool, interesting side stories in, in, in the side missions. You're switching between, you know, two different Spider-Men that are getting different abilities, you know, uh, with the story and it, it's just it's kind of like a a really uh it, it's a really good roller coaster right yeah. you know it just kind of takes you on it and you kind of you and you play and it's not like there's zero challenge but what you're doing is still fun and satisfying and they manage yeah. to like hit that balance and, and that's what i really appreciate about, about it it's just it has a lot of forward momentum and and a game about swinging and superheroes and literally flying like that's what you want so i i really enjoyed spider-man 2 and you know my original criticism of the original spider-man is i just thought it was too long and there were some like kind of lulls mm. and and the kind of lower points where i'm like ah you know i feel like that could have been like a little shorter that could have been cut down and then miles morales did that and i was a little worried when they're like well now we're gonna make a longer game again and i was like ah, i hope they can keep that like I momentum guess. And and they really did it, probably even better than Miles Morales. And it's a longer game, so they, it 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 hit with me. It was not, it didn't quite make my top three, just because of how similar it was to its, uh, you know, to the two other games before it. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, it it pretty much took the Arkham combat as far as it can go at this point. So I'll be curious if they, you know, I think potentially they will make a Spider-Man three at some point. So I'd be very curious how they're going to push that sort of thing forward. If they're really going to change up how combat works and, you know, that, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I missed four. all the gadgets from the combat. Um, so I kind of hope they reintegrate them in a better way. Mm, yeah, it was kind of the last thing I upgraded on my tree. And then at the very end, I used it a lot more once all the symbiotes and stuff came. So right. yeah, yeah, they just I don't get that. The variety, I guess, is what I, I miss. Yeah, I did too. I missed the variety I from that. the first Spider-Man game. I did too for a while. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm just going to punch people. Well, I mean, once yeah. you get the later powers, it, though, that that stuff is so crazy that you're kind of like, you know, uh, this works too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just think that say, this one ability where it says you can grab unlimited enemies. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say it, the way Insomniac learned from their past is that like they looked at the flaws of Spider-Man 1 with the MJ missions, the Miles missions, and also like the padding and stuff. They really did cut down on that. They also like kind of give extra flair to they brought back the mj missions sure that's kind of like a loss but they made it get more flair and it's more interesting they made her a solid um, solid mj a, so, a solid snake bro she's sneaking dun, dun, around dun, dun, she got, dun, a, dun. got the yeah. box and everything yeah. but, all right but we're gonna like, keep oh sorry okay, sorry. sorry i just want to make one more note which is like with the insomniac learning spring is that miles morales brought a very like engaging and like not long winded in a bad way, but like long enough to where you're having fun, like final boss of Miles Morales. And they brought that to this game, and I loved that. Absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. I think the story kind of hurts that that the whole Into the Spider-Verse happened between the first game and this game. And that's really hard story-wise to to Top. be up against. But yeah, every but the fact it that it is a video game and you get to control and take part in that stuff really helps it in that in that sense you know Agreed. so cool uh isaiah number four at the end of the day fighting games boil down to a match of rock paper scissors you're thinking what the other person's gonna throw out so you can counter that let's say we take away the the real time of fighting games and you slow it down to just the milliseconds to seconds and you're able to just analyze what options you have. So the idea of, oh, struggling to input combos is out of the mind. You're now thinking about how do I outsmart my opponent? That's why your only move is hustle. I fell in love with this <laughs> turn-based fighting game, Yummy Hustle. I, it threw me out the freaking door when I saw a YouTube video that showed like a really fast-paced battle only seen anime that genuinely no human could input so fast and then like when i actually play the game it's like oh i'm spending 30 minutes or thank god hopefully not 40 minutes on a match because me and this guy are going back and forth trying to see what they're going to do and stuff like for you know there you know it reminds me of it reminds me a lot of super hot in the replays yeah. of super hot it's a lot like that where you 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 kind of pick your next move and freezes and you pick your next move. And yeah, yeah. It reminded me a lot of like super they hot. They had to watch way. it all and yeah, them like after. Totally. Yeah. And it, you... it's just so fun. Like you have like six characters, not very, not many, I think five actually, but ninja, cowboy, wizard, robot. And yeah, those four. And it's, 
it's uh, genuinely one of my favorite fighting games ever because like it, the idea of outsmarting my opponent through the idea of chess in a fighting game rather than struggling to input a combo in Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter, sorry, Street Fighter um, 6, um, kind of like helps like take off some of that load of getting into a fighting game. But of course you have that like community who wants to get into this game and realize there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more depth and there's a lot of like stuff on your screen. You gotta like understand and break down. But the fun of it comes down of like of taking risks. So let's say like someone's above me, uh, like a vertical, like diagonal angle. Yeah, a diagonal. And I could predict they're going to hit me and block it. And I won't be able to parry it because I won't be able to react fast enough. Or I risk it and I attack back with a faster move, or I anticipate, let's say they're wizard. They have a thing called drop when they're in the air. They can instantly drop within a second and do a move that's like super fast. And if I can read that, I can then choose my attack will be a command grab in front of me. And I'll watch like the preview in front of me. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna click their attack move. I'm gonna guess they're gonna pick that. And I pick my attack move and it's gonna be this. I watch it happen as a preview and shows I land it and I get this many frames of advantage, they get this many frames of disadvantage. I lock in, they lock in, boom, boom, I throw them to the ground and they're behind me now. And I'm like, oh, big damage. And I countered you. And I read it like a book. And that's like the fun of it. It's that fun of risk reward, uh, will they, won't they. And it's that constant back and forth. Now, of course, there's like, there's like a few grievances with like people who are really good with this game that make it just not fun. And like the way to get into this game, like the entry point is still high because it's a fighting game. But I honestly still recommend it because like at the end of the day, you know, what we get to have after you go through that 30 minute of back and forth and you win or they you lose. You get to watch all that in real time. So go like boop, 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 boop. and it's it's happening so fast. Like you can only describe it as like a DBZ yeah. battle. Yeah, you're like, oh my 30 minutes of work is uh nine seconds what? of battle. Like that. And yeah. it's it's Stuff's fun. Cool. It's so cool. It looks yeah. It, it, it it looks really cool. I, I I it is one of those games I do want to get to at some point. So cool, Isaiah. Number four, your only move is hustle, and you know where that brings us. Top three. Top three. Top three. Okay. Here we go. All right, Colton, top, bring us my, in. It only makes as sense always. My top three. My number three Whoa. has the number two in it. It's Spider Man Two. I had, <laughs> it was, it was just like nonstop fun for me, dude. It's just, it, I don't know. The Spider-Man games are just so fun to play. Yeah. I could, I mean, I mean, it, it could have, it could have a bad store and I'm still going to like, that's still going to be a great game for me just, just because of how fun it is to play. Um, but not to say I didn't like the store. I, I, I liked, I definitely liked big parts of the story. I really liked, uh, Oh my gosh, the main bad guy in the beginning. Craven. 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 I loved I loved Craven. Yeah. I loved his motivation. He just wanted to he just he wanted somebody to kill him. And I just I it's so simple and I, I love it. I loved it the way his character, his bodyguard was a tiger. That was cool. You know, like typical cool bad guy stuff. Um I really liked actually really liked kind of the uh the little Part of the story, I don't know. I said little. I mean, it's a pretty big part for Miles. But you know, like Miles, he's like, uh, like maturity, growth that he had, like during his little. I I thought that was 
Oh yeah, I, I really, yeah. I really liked it. You know, uh, I think I would have liked it more if some of the, I don't know, some of the, some of the boss fights I just thought were too long. I, I didn't what? do a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't level up my character as much as probably a lot of other people did. I was having just so much fun. I just kept playing the like when I finished the game, I wanted to platinum it. I can't dude. I had so much to clean up in the game. Like oh. I, I was did. I, I was probably, I don't know. I was probably at like 40% power, <laughs> you know, as compared to had doing everything at a hundred percent. Like I was, I had so much to clean up. So that could, that could very well be my fault for not doing as much as I should have been doing between the story missions. I, I was just having so much fun with it, I didn't even think about it. Uh, so much, so it's not that the boss fights, a lot of them were hard. They just, I just felt like they just went on too long. Now, and like a boss fight would start, and I'm like, all right, let me get your health down one time, and then do it a second time, and then do it a third time. And I was like, all right, let me get the next boss, then, you know, the next really big boss fighter. It's like, all right, get your health down once, then twice, and then three times. Uh, and yes, my least favorite boss fight was the was the Mary Jane one. Uh, for some reason, it just I don't know. I just didn't have a lot of fun with it. And for some reason, I think if I'm remembering correctly, you had to get her health down four times. Yes. I was like, why is my least favorite boss fight the longest one? I don't understand <laughs> that. But yeah, that is it. Take away for how much uh, just like the in between moments between all the bosses. I thought was I thought was very fun. Yeah. 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 You can swing around in the other two Spider-Man games. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. Number three, Man. Spider-Man hits up one of our top threes. We like it. We like it. All right, Josh, number three. <laughs> we like it. We like it. Someone okay. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. I like a little series. Oh, no. Called The Legend of Zelda. Never yeah, heard of it. Yeah. Which I was, I was actually just talking crap about <laughs> before we started this. Uh, I like 3D Zelda specifically. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, you were talking crap about like 2D Zelda. I was talking crap about A Link to the Past. I think it's boring. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom is my number three. I don't really have much to say on it, to be honest. It, besides the fact that I think the Breath of the Wild is maybe better. But... It's hard. I think they're so close in a lot of ways, but so different in a lot of other ways. And I go back and forth. Um, if you really like playing with Legos, then... Oh, yeah, I do. I don't. Legos. <laughs> no, yeah, it's my number three. I, I Genuinely. Yeah. No, just, there's something yeah. to that. There's something to what you said. I think Breath of the Wild is much more my my game than Tears of the Kingdom is. Yeah. So... Yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, number three, Tears of the Kingdom. I, I we did talk a lot about Tears of the Kingdom earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. And what more is there to say? You know, yeah. I'm sure someone else will say something nice about it at some point. All right. Uh, uh well, it's funny because we were just talking about boss fights and uh some boss fights being disappointing, long, or bad. This is not the case for this game. This is the game with the best boss fights this year. That being mm. Final Fantasy 16. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is a game I was looking forward to for a very long time since it was announced, knowing who developed it, which is the FF14 team, which I fell in love with a handful of years ago. It's been like five years now. How crazy is that? Um, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, 
the game itself is like ridiculously good looking at a lot of points. Uh, we talked about its music earlier and overall it is just a, it's just a great solid action game. It is just a like for something that's a final, like if you told me, Hey, final fantasy 16 is, is going to be the best, like devil may cry game like in any year i'd be like yeah no you know like that that sounds ridiculous but it's true it's it's combat it takes a while to get started you won't feel the potential of the combat till you maybe get your third uh different icon and but once you get that and you're switching between powers you're chaining stuff you're doing parries you're doing charge attacks you are like baiting enemies you are dodging enemies you are you know you're you're calling your you're calling Torgal to like keep combo air combos going i mean it, the combat is just like incredibly solid in a way i wouldn't have expected it was the the thing i was worried about the most with the game uh coming up to it and in that some of its best moments i mean really how the game really rolls is you're really building up to that next boss fight and I know a lot of people that were like, true. there's a lot of lows, but I saw those lows. I was like, hey, this is your chance to like take a break. And it might seem a little meandering, but you know, you kind of need that because the boss fights are so bombastic. The music hits so hard. The uh, the animation, the animation in this game is like incredible. Like the way everything moves, the way like nothing clips. I know it's a weird thing to say, but like the characters have a, are wearing a lot of like jewelry and armor and cloth and everything just like looks great and moves great. Your sword's never coming through like your cape, you know, which is a weird thing to compliment, but it's just like little touches like that that makes it like really awesome. Um, I would say the story didn't hit me as hard as it could. I think it had a, a weaker last third, maybe even a little bit more. But at the end of the day, like... Those boss fights, dude, they are so fun and incredible to look at. Like, like just one of the most expensive looking games when it's really hitting. Um, I, I've ever seen in action. And it's just like it, it's it is truly one of those games where you're like, oh man, I would not be playing this on a PS4, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's pushing be as far as hard as it can as it is, you know. I think the voice acting is actually really well done. Um yeah. Oh it's, yeah, it's not. It's actually like, it's not as anime as you would expect it to be. It, they try to keep it pretty grounded. Some of it is, you know, it's a little. It gets a little. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a. Uh, um. Yeah, I'm forgetting the word. But it, it's not as like uh, eye roll inducing as sometimes Final Fantasy dialogue can be, or like JRPG dialogue. Um, so I, I actually, as much as I was disappointed with the character, uh, with the story, I actually really enjoyed all the characters and their interactions. Like your uncle is a good time. Um, Torgal is fun. Your companions, um, like, yeah. So I, I would highly, if you own a PS5, I don't see why you wouldn't play Final Fantasy 16. It is like, you know, my next two games, I'm, oh, well, no, maybe not. But, um, you know, it's just one of those games where I'm like, this is like a first party Sony title for like all intents and purposes, you know? So, yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. Really spectacular action boss scenes, really crazy cinematics. It's just, is just a very fun, expensive thing to look at and interact with. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I like to quote you from our previous episode. Uh, Sermon Two is a stream of like a consistent stream of money being fed to you, and Final Fantasy Sixteen is every now and again you get slapped with a wad of cash. And yeah. you're like, all right, here's the next yeah. one. <laughs> it, it really is. They're just like, what if I threw this whole chest at you? And you're like, Jesus, <laughs> this is crazy, you know? And then and then it slows down. You're like, oh, okay, this is yeah. interesting. I will help you find these berries, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I, I like I said, I love the way it looks. I, I think specifically, especially, you know, the DLC came out. It's just like a dungeon with a boss fight. But the way that boss moves... And the way you interact and fight it and it all works, it is just like it almost looks like a like a an MMO dance, but like the most expensive like MMO boss you've ever seen. Like it's really good. It's really cool. So play the DLC if you if you want a, another little hit of Final Fantasy 16. It's pretty good. Like a um, hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh cool. That's my number three. Isaiah. Resident Evil 4 was already a timeless game. Age like fine wine to me. And when I played that, when you played the remake, I thought these two are just the same. And I love that. For, and I love them for it. And then I played the remake and I thought, wow, little changes can go a long way to making an already perfect game even more perfect with its um, tweaks to the story, but still keeping it mostly majority like grounded to the same formula as the first game original game already had it and then you have like the tweaks to like like combat free moving around no more tank controls and parrying god bless parrying everyone say have a moment of silence for parrying as a mechanic it's the best and and then of course like with the level design and like just bringing new life to these maps and like dense and making them all dense and just compact and fun to explore and 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 just being being able to be like a replayable game for achievement hunters like this game is like a hard work for platinum and i don't think i'll reach that yet but god i would love to come back to it and of course like new performances in the voice acting and the obviously the fidelity of it and and just Everything, everything that this game does, the little changes, it makes sense and it honestly helps it uh, grow in a more refined Resident Evil 4. And I absolutely love it for that. And I don't know, I don't have much to say beyond the fact what I've already said with the original game. Because, yeah, it's a remake and it's mostly, I don't mean it's a bad way, it's mostly the same, but it's in the same in a good way and the way I want it to be. And I like where this is going. I like where Capcom is going with like these remakes. I like them wanting to give another go at their current um, mainline Resident Evil games because they saw how Seven did, and Seven breathed new life into Resident Evil and Capcom itself. It's the reason why it's doing so good. Besides, you know, Monster Hunter and Street Fighter. Um, but yeah, like I'm excited to see what they do next because they have a lot to change with five. I feel like I think five, I think did age as well. Like from what I've heard. So I'm looking forward to that. But right now with Leon S Kennedy and four remake and what they did, I'm I love it. It was the, the game for me and you should play it. Cool. Resident Evil four remake. All right. Uh, Colton, we are to your number two. All right. My number two at the time playing this game I was like okay this is definitely going to be my number one by the end of the year and I was like I don't even care if it's early in the year there's no way 
but I'm very surprised that uh, something did take the spot of number one and knocked it down to number two, and that is Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom Whoa. is, uh, you know, same old, same old that everybody else is saying. I think, you know, it's it's that game that, like, blew everyone away, kind of like how Breath of the Wild did. Uh, but even though there's not much else I can say about it, you know, I still think that it's earned its spot where it has. Yeah. Like, it, like, that game is... Like I didn't, I didn't think it could get that much better than Breath of the Wild. You know, for me, like I didn't think that there was any higher you can go. And dude, somehow they did it. And I just all the new mechanics they added, I really enjoyed. Um, the story was actually, I'm like, I don't know, I I must be like two minutes away from finishing it. Like I'm at the castle. Like all I have to do, I think, is just walk you know walk into the room and finish it but so i didn't actually finish like the main main campaign but all the other stuff you can do like the the uh like the little cutscenes with uh with zelda and everything and like it you know the story was a lot better uh you know the the gameplay elements i thought that they added i really enjoyed like josh said i freaking i freaking love building with lego so i mean that that part i could just do that for hours uh, so it's definitely earned a spot and I'm still, it's still hard for me to believe that it didn't make my number one, which is crazy to me, but yeah, yeah it's number two. Cool. Number two, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. All right, cool. Uh, Josh, number two. Okay. Yeah. I was really excited about this game when I played it because I'm not a big fan of the series. Final Fantasy 16 is my number two i know Ooh, you said a lot of things i agree with troy which is not normal (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad to hear Uh, yeah this game is it's probably the most impressive stylish action game i've played though i have not played bayonetta 2 i know i'll stop you there troy please do um Mm-hmm. everything you said is true the, the the world is beautiful except for like the gross looking npcs in some of the towns and things like that but for the most part like all it's of more the, of like it a just... juxtaposition you know whereas like it's everything re- looks so great that when something doesn't look spectacular you're like what are you doing here yeah like <laughs> freaking weirdo game am I in? yeah uh the story kept me interested i know you fell off like in the last third i, I do agree that it might be the weakest third of the game it feels a little bit rushed. It feels like maybe they were like gearing up certain characters. Like they, they make you think that it, the story's going somewhere and then they go, actually, we're just going to do like this no- normal thing that you could have called like at the beginning of the game. And that's a little disappointing. So I get it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Clive is cool. Um, they Clive really cool. dig deep <laughs> on his character. <laughs> but not so much on his supporting characters, unfortunately. So I get why people don't like this one as a, as a mainline Final Fantasy game. It's not an RPG. You don't really have a, a party in the same way that you would in even like uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I don't know. It's tough. It, it's a fantastic game. It's my number two. It's a great action game. It's not an RPG, but that's okay. Yeah. Agreed. I, it's I its agree. own. It's its own thing, and that thing is really freaking cool. Yeah, and fantastic. So, yeah. All right. So we're down to my number two, and my number two is uh, again just a just a step behind you, Isaiah. My number two, I thought was going to be number. It was number one for pretty much a good amount of the year. 
and I thought it was going to keep that position. But that being Resident Evil 4 Remake. The um, GOAT. Yes. And I really thought so, that was going to be your number one. Resident Evil 4 Remake is how I've come to look at it. I'm like, man, there's something about this game. What What is it about this game? And it took me about halfway through. It was this one section where you're on a minecart. And and oh, I'm just like, this is crazy. This is like super actually like cinematic. And I'm like, I'm like, Action holy film. crap. I'm this is giving me the feeling like like Uncharted 2 did. Oh like like I'm getting like major oh. Uncharted 2 vibes like oh all God. over the place here. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And it's funny because Resident Evil 4 is the granddaddy of all like third person action games, you know? It it it, it started that. Like that's the that it, without Resident Evil 4, you probably wouldn't get like a Gears of War or Uncharted or any of that. So it's funny that I come circle to this remake and I'm just like, man, you know what? I've been missing Uncharted like a lot. And it's not it's not quite the same, you know, it's not like you're going to get the same type of writing. Like Resident Evil's writing is fun because it is so weirdly uncanny the way yeah. everyone interacts and talks with each other. But at the same time, it works so well within the context of the game and what's happening. Because, dude, Resident Evil, it does not take itself seriously. Like there's like horrific stuff going on, but it is like ridiculous like the storylines and plots and character motivations it's it's weird but that game it, it looks amazing it plays i i would say again just going back to the naughty dog thing it, it goes it, it kind of sits right in between an uncharted and like a last of us would be like in its pacing and its shooting and and just like what you're doing but like in a great way it feels great the the cinematic pieces are really satisfying and that's what i mean everything in this game is just so satisfying like the shooting feels great probably better than uncharted ever did in that way but the shooting feels great all the little puzzles are are actually like a lot of fun and really satisfying and the best way i would describe uh, Resident Evil puzzles. This new like run of Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Four Remake, uh, Resident Evil Eight, uh, you know Village uh, Two, Three, all the remakes is they kind of almost have like a, a Rube Goldberg. Uh, did I say that right? Rube Goldberg vibe. Whereas it's like, like that, yeah. it, it's more like you're tinkering with something, kind of like you would with like a fidget toy. And I think Resident Evil Eight literally has something like that, where you're like, where you have like a little ball game where there's physics on it and it's fun. But in that, in that sort of way, everything in it is just so satisfying to like work with um, the shooting, the combat, the puzzles, the characters, the way everything looks is amazing. The way you can um, really, it's not a straightforward like shooter. Like you can like climb stuff. You can use the environment. You can, you can lead, you know, people upstairs. You have all this stuff in your arsenal that you can craft. Like it really, you can, you can play it as straightforward as you want, but you, you have like a lot of options to like kind of lure enemies and, and trap them. And the, you know, of course the roundhouse kicks just like knocks everything down. And not only that, the DLC is great too. The Ada Wong DLC where they give you more like mobility options and, the Ada Wong DLC is like, hey, what if we took the entire Resident Evil 2 campaign and we smushed it into five hours and you get to do mm -hmm. some new bosses and new stuff and like, you know, and, and get to see different scenes in different ways. So, man, dude, Un Resident Evil 4 remake is so good. It's it hits that uncharted itch I had been looking for for a long time. And it, it has that quality to it. Like, yeah. 
it's just it's just it's just shine to a sheen and i love everything capcom's doing with like the new run of resident evil which i mean like two remake three four remake and eight specifically seven's cool too it's kind of its own thing seven is much more of a horror game whereas everything in between i'd say two and three is too but resident evil four at the end of the day is like a really fun goofy action like you know action game so yeah yeah uh, so if that sounds up your alley, you don't need to play any of the other Resident Evils. Although if you Thank are looking, God. if you are looking for like a good horror game, then you know Dead Space remake and Resident Evil Two remake still exist, and those are also amazing. So yeah, and Resident Evil Four remake, my number two. Can I uh, can I make a small comment real quick? And it's sure. related to the topic. Sure, sure, I, sure. I don't like how people are commenting about Silent Hill 2 Remake and saying it's becoming a Resident Evil Remake when, in reality, as someone playing Silent Hill 2 on my PlayStation emulator right now, I have to say Resident Evil and Silent Hill are quite similar in a lot of ways. And I think that's not a bad thing, how it looks like it's going to be like a Resident Evil Remake. I think that fits the bill. Yeah, I think the studio they have doing the Silent 2 remake is not doing it any favors uh, silent hill 2 originally is like a really cool moody game like yeah that, it's it's a tougher i would say it's a tougher thing to remake than even resident evil 4 but resident evil 4 has like a stellar triple a team behind it so but yeah cool uh isaiah number two josh i think i'm gonna blame you for this because i i want to say this is number one but these two are very close, and the way they speak to me emotionally is very near and dear. But I'm going to take advantage of this time. And, you know, I'm just going to say, I think number two really is Sea of Stars. I think it's... Really? Whoa. I, Whoa. I, I want to put it for number one, and I want to say, honestly, in spirit, it is number one. You can't do that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't, can't I, have it I, both ways. Come mental on. way. <laughs> Mentally, Pick I think one. Sea of Stars is the number one, but I think it fits better at number two because, yeah, the flaws are still, I feel like, a, a just a little bit behind my number one. But the biggest reason why I think Sea of Stars like, fits so high for me is because of like that payoff after like wanting and like being and feeling already rewarded for doing all the side objectives for the game and then having that cherry on top here's your ultimate reward for getting the secret ending before you even replay the game um it it shocked me because it it made me think rethink how i view games with platinums and like and like 100% because it changed the game for me after getting that platinum and or not just the platinum just that secret ending and was like wow you took you gave me something and i held i held on to it i laughed at it i loved it and then you said here you go again you deserved it and it's a pat on the back, and it moved me. It was beautiful. 
Oh my God. Colton, you have to go back to that game. Seriously. Like I loved the cast. I loved the, like the aesthetics, the, the gameplay, like breaking rules of RPGs, like saying like Pokemon can't, you can't go up hills with like a bump on it. And then the game says, no, you can just straight up like climb that, like do it. And like the way it feels, that tactile feel, the, the combat not being super grindy. It's similar to like, you know, like, Actually, yeah, it is Mario RPG with the timing, with like the no grinding and rewarding you based on skill and, and intelligence of the game and what you are aware of rather than numbers purely and and whatnot. And that being the fun of the game, but also just like the the scenes, the the story beats, the the characters and how they support the the cat the the main story especially like um uh captain cliche and and um what's what's the cook name um i'll look it up while i'm talking garl garl thank you i i just loved every second this game and then every day i came back from work i would just play this game and the first number one awesome you do that but this game like oh man like i i'd love sea of stars and it, I understand how like it's a lot of work, Josh. I do get that. But when you're mm-hmm. loving that game like I did and like wanting to do the side objectives, already feeling rewarded by it, I thought it was the best payoff that I've ever gotten in a video game. Wow. Okay. I'm excited to see what your number one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I would have put money. I would have put that exactly one. I would have put a lot of money. No, Maybe in like a, number one. a month I can change it, but still it's number two for now. And the fact that you even have something that close is kind of amazing, but all right, cool. Isaiah, see you stars. Number two, didn't see that coming. All right, guys, we're down to it. Our number one picks for game of the year, 2023. And as always, Colton, <laughs> you are kicking <laughs> us off. No all right. Pressure. Well, like I said, I, I can't, I if I would have put money down earlier in the year that Tears of the Kingdom was gonna be on top, I was like, there's no way something's gonna be like is something I'm going to enjoy more than this is gonna come out later in the year. And dude, Alan Wake two just it it blew me away. I loved I loved every second of that game. I mean the I loved the combat, I loved the I loved the atmosphere. I love the town that you get to walk in, dude. The the music, the little musical numbers that you get to like participate in was something like I've never I've never done anything like that in a video game before. Um dude, they I don't know. I was I was so impressed by I was so impressed by that game, dude. I I I couldn't I couldn't talk about it enough. I I still haven't stopped thinking about it. You know, I want to go back and do like the new game plus stuff cuz I hear it's really good. Uh Dude, I it makes me want to. I know it's not nowhere near like you know, probably as fun for me. But like, it makes me want to like play Alan Wake one for the first time. I probably won't, but you know, because I kind of I kind of get what happened in the first one. Uh, but dude, that there's something about that game. There, like the 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 little segments. Like there there there's parts of the game that I really remember and I really enjoy. I loved the little theme park that you get to walk through. Like I always do, you know, the, the, the freaking movie theater. Oh, dude, the movie theater was so good. I didn't want even thinking about that. I forgot about that one. Uh-huh. That was such a good dude. That was, oh, that was one of the best parts of the game. Why was I not thinking about that? Yeah. The movie theater was great. I loved the hotel. 
the hotel was one of my favorite parts of the game. I liked the old person home. That was freaking awesome. Dude, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. game did that day that game did such a good job at I think, you know, kind of being a horror game. Like it like there were times, you know, I'd be playing it by myself at like midnight and I'm like, ooh, this is getting I like I'm I'm actually like getting a little afraid about what's around the corner. I think they did a really good job with that. Uh, I don't know what else I can say. I, I loved it. My number one, no brainer. Yep, cool. I'll make two. Number one, Colton's game of the year. All right, cool. Josh. Okay, this game Oops. is everything I've kind of enjoyed about video games since I was little. Um, mm. Troy, you you called it out earlier. The three D platforming in this game is. Uh, I was on. wondering why this wasn't on your list yet. I just thought about it. Like <laughs> yep. Star Wars, yep. Jedi Survivor. Um, wow. I wasn't the biggest fan of, of the first game. I thought it had a lot of issues. Um, I think they ironed out most of those issues in this one. They kind of uh, took a step back away from the Souls formula, and they said, what can we add to this game to make it our own? And they're like, uh, yeah, let's do like PS2 3D platforming. It's like, yeah. That's what I want. That's amazing. But on top of that, I think that this game is the best Star Wars game, hands down. It nails. Oh, I could see it. The, I could see it. The feel, the sounds, the like, the look. It it's so good. I the, the lightsabers have never been cooler to use in a video game. The story is a good Star Wars story. It, it's never at odds with. You, the world of Star Wars. It feels good. It feels solid. I don't think any Star Wars story is, is like the best story ever written. So I think it fits right in with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just, I love gameplay. This, is, this, this game is my number one because it just, it, the gameplay is so fun. Using a lightsaber is fun. And then they give you different cool ways to do so. You get the different stances you unlock. And, and you know, deflecting uh laser beams back at the 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 stormtroopers is it, it's just it's just cool it never stops being cool i love that about star wars now aside yeah. from this game star wars is falling off a cliff but that's neither here nor there it's fine oh it has have to for worry decades. about it has for decades don't worry about it <laughs> but this game can bring it back no uh yeah just if you like star wars even a little bit just play this game it's so good like i don't get how this is so low on so many people's lists or just not on most people's lists it i don't get it it to me it's just the best please more people play i I love this type of game i want more of this type of game where you can be in this 3d environment and just hop around because guess what guys mario proved it a long time ago jumping around on platforming it's fun just let us do that in more video games, please. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, it's Jedi it's, Survivor. It's my favorite 3D platformer in a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, Gosh, since like it's just since like Mario Odyssey, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It's weird, but it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I was just literally Josh. I was just like. I was like, didn't Josh really like Jedi Survivors? Yeah. And then I, I was looking at the list. I'm like, I bet that's his number one. Because after FF16, I was like, what else could it be? Exactly. So, 
that's great. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that's on your number one. I've literally not seen that on anyone else's number no. one. So <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It is, I mean, it is a crazy year. So I get it when you have like Tears of the Kingdom and stuff on. But yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. All right. So my game of the year, I think you guys may guess it just by elimination and what I've been kind of yeah. alluding to. But my game of the year by... Which is weird why I say by a mile because I just told you Resident Evil 4 Remake was my number one game of the year for like pretty and much said, 10 months of the year. You even like, said the same. Yeah, I remember you were like, I don't think it's my game of the year, but it definitely is going to be a lot of people's game of the year. Oh yeah. my God, I forgot. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Go, go for it, say it. Uh, Alan Wake 2. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Did you think I was going to say something else? <laughs> Fire, Fire Emblem Engage, it was it called? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you talked oh, about that. I should have did that joke. That would have been very funny. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> no, the first the first town I got to in Fire Emblem Engage where they're like, now you can do these side missions and grind. I was like, bye. <laughs> Great music, but bye. Um uh no, Alan Wake 2. Um I, Okay, so there was a game. I, I know this is a weird thing. There is a game. I know you played it, Josh. Um, oh. It, uh, it, it was a game that uh, came out last year, I believe. It was called Immortality. Yeah. And it was while you're playing it, you're like, it's really crazy that this is a video game that I'm playing. You know? I, I know yeah. it's like a movie. It's but it, or it's like a set of like interactable movies, but you're like someone it's- in your head, you're like someone got like, casted for this video game someone filmed this someone like designed this and cut it up and made it into a game and that in itself is just like one of the wildest things i've ever played i i was like what can i compare alan wake to and that was the closest thing i could get to there were parts in alan wake 2 where i was just like dude i can't believe someone got a big enough budget to make this for one hire these actors to do what they're doing and make it all come together in something cohesive and something like playable. And it is just maybe the, one of the craziest things I've ever played, like just hands down. Yeah. Um, and there are just so many times that I'm playing that I'm just blindsided. Like, like we're doing like what just happened? Like we're doing what now what's going on on screen? Like, this is how they're using like their actors like they're they're using uh, remedy at this point is using actors like voice actors in a video game and actors in a way no one else in the industry is like even ones that use them very well like naughty dog with their with their voice actors and or like you know insomniac and stuff like no one is doing what what remedy is doing like like if one of these characters dies in real life like there's no replacing them (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. it, it's that crazy so but dude uh, uh colton like like the way the game shifts so tonally between playing as as um the fbi saga agent and, and yeah saga and yeah. alan wake and the different things you're seeing and the different like gameplay mechanics they have it's not like you're just playing two different characters that have the same abilities and they're just going through different parts of the story like at certain points, you're like, I'm playing a different game with yeah, like, this character. Like that, yeah. And it just keeps going. Like, uh, there were multiple points in that game. I was like, wow, that was probably the wildest thing I've ever seen in a video game. And then like three hours later, 
wow, that was probably the wildest thing I've ever done in a video game or seen. And three hours later, you're like, who, who was anyone even watching? Like, who gave them permission to just like <laughs> yeah. film a, an entire movie yeah. and put it into a game? Like, I'm not even talking about Al, the, the movie, uh, the Alan Wake. There's just a straight up movie in yeah, that, that game. Yeah, that movie's theater. <laughs> yeah, I, said, movie. I, I watched like 20 minutes of it, and I was like, Dude, I don't really have to finish this game, but I want to sit here and watch the whole I watched movie. the whole thing to the credits. Did you really? Oh, yeah. That's and crazy. like I said, the way they're using their actors in there, too, and the way uh, the, uh, like, the audio and everything works together like when you're in like that city and all those ghost characters are like you know like you know <laughs> everything it's, it's, still, it's so creepy i'm just like yeah it it is one of the most it the thing is it's not even the most gruesome horror game but it is one of the most effective horror games i've ever played yeah like you said that oh, hotel sure. like i wanted nothing more than to get out of the lobby oh i know dude. the lobby oh room God. in that hotel i was like i'm done <laughs> i'm, I'm out. yeah and then i get in the safe room i'm like god i have to step out of this room again this is gonna suck yeah um and the way dude there's a moment in saga's story at the end where the way she overcomes what she's dealing with and the way they translate her like breakthrough into her mind palace and play around with that mm -hmm. i'm like my i'm like dude this is so smart that and yeah. that's what i walk away with i walk away being like alan wake 2 is maybe the smartest game i've ever played like i i can't believe someone made this game like it is a seminal game it is there it's hard because you said colton like after that you wanted to play something like alan wake 2 dude i wouldn't know what else to point you towards i i i, I, yeah, I truly I mean like I, I was like you should probably play immortality because that's the closest thing i've played to alan wake and, and just the weird stuff they're doing and and just the fact that someone freaking greenlit this game and it got made and the way it, the way they're starting to do their um, the remedy verse, where all the um, you know all the Max Payne references, mm -hmm. all the all, all the, the, the control, control like the whole, stuff, yeah, like uh, it's on FD, the nose. But it's yes, yes, yes. Like the alarm radar you get at, at the beginning, and just the way they're using music and actors and storytelling and dimensions. And dude, it's just like at this point remedy is my like they are the number one developer like i will literally anything remedy puts out i will drop right now and yeah play. like they uh, are definitely after control and after this uh i can't like any other developer like i can't say i'm definitely playing their next game i can't say that about any other developer more than i can remedy right now yeah after their last two games you know they announced a max Payne like remake and i'm like if they put anything if they're gonna do anything the way they did alan wake 2 because the thing is playing uh, alan wake 1 versus 2 like when we're talking about games and their sequels i i mean you know a lot of people are like well assassin's creed to assassin's creed 2 is the biggest jump uncharted to uncharted 2 i'm like no dude alan wake 1 to alan wake 2 like they uh, they might as well not even be in the same genre like like the same yeah. like format well, to me, it's like it's like comparing like a, a twenty minute cartoon to like like uh, some kind of like concert epic opera thing. Like it, it's crazy, dude. Alan Wake Two blew me away. 
mm-hmm. at every single freaking turn. Now, now, when you were first telling us about it, because you played it first, and you were like, mm. "It's definitely not my not. It's definitely not my number one, but it will be other people." Was was that? Were you not all the way through the game, or did you already finish the game at that point, but you had more time to think about it? No, 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 no. I must have been. Is that the exact sentence I used? Because I no, must I, have I been really you. early. I, mean, okay. I promised you. Yeah, you were like, because you were you were really impressed by what you've played so far. You're like, yeah, it, it that it's was definitely not going to be my number one, but it definitely should be other. That was the one. first saw. I I just gotten done with the first saga sequence where oh, she okay. goes into the tree in the first time after you put the heart in the witch's hole. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, and after that sequence, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, it may not be my number one, but there's this game. Something's going on with this game. And that is the most compared to the rest of that game. That is the most mild. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even thing you will do in that game. So, and I love the and it, it'd be it'd be a crime to not even mention like the brothers. I love the brothers. Oh, dude, commercial the fake commercial. So good, dude. Every time one would come, oh I would bring Sam back up. I'm like, I got another like what, what were the brothers names like Ashka brother. I, I uh, and, and Yakov or Jack- yeah, Yakov and Jacob or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, I got like another commercial. You need to see this. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, like all their all their like weird um f- genre bending format bending stuff that plays like real world stuff mixed with the game it's really uh, just like bravo to that team like holy mm-hmm. crap holy crap that game very impressive like i know josh you are not a fan of control control's great i think that is a great game but what they did in alan wake 2 I mean, I can't even imagine what a Control 3 is going to be if they're going to follow kind of the same quality and format. Like, I will be, dude, it'd be the saddest day for me if tomorrow they're like, Remedy lost funding or had to fire a ton of people because not enough people bought, like, Alan Wake 2. I'd be like, oh, that is, like, maybe the biggest crime bummer in gaming at this point because it makes Control seem like a side project. That's how, like... Like, there are just multiple points on the game. I'm like, this game has to be ending. This has to be the last chapter. And it kept going. I'm like, okay, now it has to be the last chapter. And it keeps going. I'm like, what is this game? <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you said, Colton, you you were at the theater point. You're like, I need to finish this game. You were not You were not actually that close, depending no, on where you were with I the really characters. I was. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. Alan Wake 2, uh, freaking seminal game for me. Like an all-timer. Um, Yep, all timer. Like mm-hmm. crazy. All right. Uh I've been Isaiah. On, I've been meditating on this thought for a while. I I'm putting it so I'm still gonna keep it number one. Yeah. In a year we're gonna come back to this, obviously. But I wanna say um something I realized with Valve is that Valve is saving their their what do you call it? Uh flagship title Half Life for every every kind of boundary pushing like game and like moment like for example like half-life 2 brought like in like half-life 1 had like storytelling from the from like surroundings which wasn't very common in first person shooters and it had like this fun like back to back to back to back to back sequence 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 like new thing new thing new thing like back to back like non-stop and then like all right for your expectation you're fine antlions now you have the thing to control them i think breath of the wild and Tears of the Kingdom were that for me. And and like that way of like pushing boundaries of like open world exploration with wanting to find and uh, and go on your own to just find what you could find and tell your own story about it to your friends. Like with like 
the Koroks, the side quests, or even that little town that got destroyed in the first game. And, or no, it had to be built in the first game. But in the second game with Tears of the Kingdom, there's a destroyed town raided entirely. And you have to progressively build that back up. And, and, and just like overall with like, especially Tears of the Kingdom with like, sure, it's building Legos, but the concept of basically building anything and like and like creating whatever comes to mind like at least a lot of things you can build a lot of different things not in the same sense as minecraft but like in a sense of like technology and like and like just like mechs and and, and shit like that like they really yeah. really push the boundaries of game design for this game and the idea of being able to go from the ground to skyrocket to the skies and take over it and dive straight into the depths of Hyrule it is like seamless and it is sprawling it it gave me that same feeling when I first played Elden Ring where I felt the orchestra sort of like lull a lullaby to me as I'm like just like exploring these grassy lands with like deadly horsemen I felt that with the skies of Tears of the Kingdom, feeling that that awe of where can I go now? What do I do next? Where can I reach? Can I go from here, from the sky to the next tower? Yes, I can. I can glide there or I can take this uh, glider and just glide all the way there and then like hop off and glide myself with my glider and a lot of gliding. Sorry. <laughs> and just embracing the world of Hyrule. Everyone thinks back to Ocarina of Time and how it's the first time we've got to really explore Hyrule to like a three-dimensional space and how iconic it felt and how when you left the the Lost Woods it 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 felt like becoming a grown-up um in real time. Ironically that the game was about growing up too. And just overall like the world is just amazing. Then that's not including the chilling soundtrack, the amazing work that Marlowe Studios pulled off with a Switch title being this expansive, this this grandiose in a sense of you get to go from hell to heaven and the land so fast. And they pulled it off with like a minor like loading screen going to the depths, but still. And then you have easily what what I thought the reason why I thought this game was going to stay at number one was the tears quest and learning about Zella's whereabouts, where she was, how she was doing what and like the, the history that she was discovering and rediscovering, in fact, and it being a core part to why we can't find Zelda and just the heart breaking like reveal of when she's been and it's just it pulled me to tears and it didn't stop there with of course a little bit of underwhelming like at least for character speaking ganondorf like i really think they could have done better with like like i think what i was helping alongside the community was that we i wanted a sympathetic ganondorf where I get to see what generations of rebirth and like evolution of like Zelda would do to link Zelda and Ganon and like their ties to fate ever since demise cruel curse. I wanted to see more of that. And unfortunately I didn't get that because 
right now where Zelda is, it's more about game first, story second. But despite that, I got to have an epic finale after the Gandor fight that gave me the slice of you get to play with Zelda. And I remember walking out and just crying because like it's over. Like it's finally over. Like I beat the game in 70 hours after doing all depths and for the first time actually doing all the shrines unlike the first game. And thinking I wanted I still wanted more of Link and Zelda and their interactions, their characters, and more of Ganondorf and just these three iconic trio. Because I fell in love with how they approached Breath of the Wild and how they kept in Tears of the Kingdom. Although, albeit, like, a bit less interesting because, you know, the original game had, like, Divine Beasts. And I think that was concept more inter- interesting to me. With also, like, the, the, the drivers, the characters who drove the Divine Beasts and how they died and how when they become active, that was their last cry to the hero of Hyrule in Breath of the Wild. And I think about how that story kind of hit a bit better for me, but Tears of Kingdom still gave me more of what I wanted and, and like really pushed that boundary. And it makes me sad. Like this is the last of Breath of the Wild's like timeline right now, but I loved it. I loved it every day from launch night at GameStop till 10 p.m. I stayed up till 1, 2 a.m. playing that first island because I was so excited all the way until 70 hours later. I was so freaking happy and, and Sea of Stars is just right there, right next to it, giving a pat on the back, being like we they, they were both like my two favorites of this year. I loved it. Very cool. Especially the Tears Quest, dude. Like that would really solidified it for me. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a, I, as someone who didn't play as much, just seeing everything you could do with that game. And I think it's interesting, Isaiah, that the, the, uh, you, you talked a lot more about kind of the storyline and like the storyline's emotional beats. And it's very interesting because I think you're the first person to, rank it so high and be talking about those aspects specifically so despite it being the weakest part of the game like the strongest part is easily like the world and like the sure yeah, yeah yeah and i get yeah. that i get that so i'm glad it i'm glad it hit for you i by far the craziest thing you said is that you walked into a GameStop. but besides that you know <laughs> it's so close to my house i, I have a subscription for it <laughs> might as well use it while it's there i'm joking i'm joking all right yeah. cool all right isaiah number one the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Very good. All right. Um, so guys, guys, game of the year 2023. We did it. I yeah. really enjoyed seeing all your guys' list. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I would say this year, I, I might be wrong. I might have to look at last year's, but I, I thought we had a lot of uh different picks this year, which isn't surprising considering how many games came out. Um yeah. yeah but you know, it's everybody's not top three. It's pretty it's pretty different. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 few similarities here and there, but not not crazy. Um yeah, so it's interesting. I like that. There but definitely yeah, looks was, like there's a clear uh, you know, winner amongst all of them if we were to pick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well I mean okay, if we were if we were to assign points to them according to the spots they fall in, there's a I, clear winner. I, but 
yeah sure sure i get it yeah um all right well before we move on guys we're gonna do one last very quick category um and i want to know just what the one game coming out in 2024 you are most looking forward to and as always colton what are we looking forward to man i'm not game i i looked at a bunch of lists and i there's there's not like a tears of the kingdom or or like a spider-man you know Uh for me this coming up year uh but there is a game that i really liked the game before it and uh i hope i like this one as much and it's like a dragon infinite wealth i loved kasuga's story in like a dragon i loved his character i loved his very specific goofiness or i guess it's probably that game's specific goofiness That's the first one i've played like, oh yeah dude they are all freaking weird like yeah that. so i mean i i love that uh but i specifically love him i don't uh you know i've never played all the other ones so i don't really know how he compares it to all the other you know lead roles of all the other games but i loved him he was really enduring it was really funny uh i would like to play like a dragon infinite wealth uh so if i had to pick one it's probably that that's not what i've heard i would normally pick as like the most looked forward to game but i think that just i guess there's not a whole lot of games at least that are announced that really speak to me coming up in 2024 but that could you know i could be wrong about that i yeah but from what i hear like dragon infant wealth is even better than yakuza 7 was so you know, from from everyone who loved that last game, it seems like this one is even more so. So, yeah, I, I dude, it's like that is like the one series I feel like I should like more than I do. Uh, I there's <laughs> I it should be like that should be my jam, but I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I super appreciate how freaking goofy it is. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Josh, number one, oh, most looking forward game. Jeez, man. <sighs> There's a couple. Um, I I think based on what I've seen recently of a couple of the different games, I'm gonna have to say I'm most excited for a game I haven't seen a whole lot of recently, mm. uh, and that's Metaphor, Refantasio. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wait, didn't you that. just say last episode you thought this one's gonna be a good game? What? Am I am I crazy? Did you yeah, see that? I pick, that was my top pick on Fantasy Critic. Okay, okay, okay. I some part of me felt like you said like I don't think it's gonna be very good, but uh, okay. no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I do. I if I if that had a release date, I might be right there with you. So yeah, it's it's got a window, right? I don't. I think something. It's, yeah, it's got I, something. It's, it's something. I don't believe it. We'll see. They they delayed Persona Five like for three years, so I won't believe yeah. it till it's freaking out. But um, yeah, but and yeah, quickly, quickly because I know no one's gonna bring this up. Most likely, I was going to say Rise of the Ronin, but I think the last glimpse we get on the state of play, I was like, huh, that looks weirdly like less vibrant than it did in the previous looks. So we'll see. There, yeah. There's so many other games this year, dude. I I don't know. I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's open world Neo. Like, cool. You know. So yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, this shouldn't surprise anyone at all, knowing me. But my my most cool for the game, I will drop everything I'm playing 
to finish and will most likely finish before all these other RPGs coming out. Wow, that was not what's copy and pasted. That's funny. Um, <laughs> hey, what? The Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom. For everyone listening, I was trying to copy and paste something <laughs> from my list over and I still had Tears of the Kingdom on there. That's really funny. All right. It is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, of course. Of course. I'm so surprised. So surprised. I, there are other games that it, it's not like a far and away thing. I, I just... I, I really liked, I really, really loved the remake and I, which is surprising. It's a freaking Nomura game that was my second favorite game that year. So here we are again, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yep. Uh, it looks cool. looks crazy. I, I'm really curious to see how they turn that game into an open world game. Like, this, it, it looks wild. So I'm very curious. Stick with me, okay? Years ago, when me and Troy, like, like Troy first knew me, he lent me the orange box, and I loved, I, I fell in love with Half-Life 2. Recently, I beat Half-Life Alex, one of my favorite games of VR, and I got and I got back into Half-Life 2 with VR mode, with by, maybe with the community, and now I'm back on that high, where I want to say, like, I don't care if it's this year or next year, dude, I want Half-Life 3. They, cool. they... Time wow. travel pseudo retcon like the any episode two, Half Life two, and dude, dude, the little little drop of three I got from the ending of Half Life Alex was enough to reel me back in. Otherwise, uh, I'm really excited for Sonic X Shadow Generations. <laughs> and in the document right now, Troy is writing manifesting hard. <laughs> I will write the way more likely thing Shadow and Sonic Generations. I, I'm sure that's not the right yeah, title. I'll let you type it out. But very funny, Isaiah. Half by three. The, the thing that everyone put like the last literal decade that even yes. the people even the people that were that way have given up like five years ago and you're you're back on board so a new gener a, a literal new generation of half-life three uh manifestors so and we already I got kingdom it. hearts three and we're gonna get kingdom hearts four we might as well get a fourth half like jesus oh Christ, god we are gonna get a kingdom hearts four and i'm gonna play that stupid game god yeah, dude, yeah, we're gonna pre-order it. <laughs> kingdom hearts three is a mess it's a mess of a video game all right all right guys we have let this gone far enough that was our top 10 games 2023 games of the year 2023 we had a lot of different categories i had a lot of fun with you guys i think boy there were a lot of good games that came out last year so that's all i got to say about that and hopefully i mean from all in terms of purposes we're just going by this first three months there's a lot of freaking games to play still that are really good quality so at some point i wish everyone would take a break for a year so i can catch up on all these stupid rpgs coming out but yeah 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 but hey thank you for joining us and listeners if you're still here <laughs> after all that thank you oh. for joining us and and yeah we'll we'll keep on going next month you guys is our two-year anniversary of this podcast Bring. isn't that crazy that's yeah. weird yeah I, there's a statistic out there that says that most podcasts end after like it's, I forget what it was. It was like a really low number. It was like it's third podcast and it, <laughs> you know, after like a month or something. So we have broken that statistic uh, and I, I'm proud of it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.